Enemy Empire has been repulsed, but this one defeat will increase its determination to crush the rebellion once and for all. Welcome to the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. It is June 28th, 2018, and we're talking Star Wars fan base toxicity in the Grace Randolph video the nonsense. My name is Zach Weber. Tonight, I am joined by Mark. Hello, everyone. And Zanger. All sizely space boy. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Booyah. Join us as we discuss these topics. We have a Knights of Vader Facebook group. Ooh. It is facebook.com. Something Knights of Vader. I don't know. I'm pretty sure if you just type in Knights of Vader in the Facebook. Uh, check the, you, I, I think you, if, if you want to put it in the description of the episode. Yeah, I'll do that too. But just in case anybody doesn't want to do that, we're all there. I think except for Mark. Uh, Mark Mark's not allowed. It's a it's no Mark's club. But <laughs> if you want to talk to Zenger, Jim or I, we're all there. If you want to meet the famous Pork Knight, he's also there. So yes, come meet the real life Pork Knight. We're using him as a sideshow attraction. Come come meet the real Pork Knight, <laughs> folks. Um, Zenger's got his little like uh, straw hat on. He's got a little cane. Step on up, folks. Meet the Pork Knight in real life. <laughs> Step right on up. See the Pork Knight. He's the only person who's a bigger fan of porgs than me. Whoa, whoa, Look at whoa. Him. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves right here. <laughs> All right, but yes, definitely definitely check out that if you want to talk to us about Star Wars. Um, it's pretty quiet right now, though, but we this is our first time really discussing any means. So come mm. check it out. It'll be fun. All righty. So which topic do we want to delve into first? Do we want, do we want to talk about the Grace Randolph thing and really put Zenger in a bad mood? Or should we talk about fandom toxicity? Let me put him in a semi-bad mood, Mark. <laughs> They'll both put me in bad mood, yeah. so dealer's yeah. choice. Yeah, let's All talk right. about the uh, Grace Randolph thing. Let's get that off. All right. Mark, Mark picked a really meaty one that I want to talk about. So for those of you who don't know, Grace Randolph is a YouTuber. Uh, she's been around for, I think, almost a decade now. I've been watching her for god feels like a decade and she's she's out there with some of her youtube videos um she's the one that most people know her from because i think back when the original deadpool was coming out she was petitioning fox to release a pg-13 cut in theaters yeah that's I remember that. yeah that's how she kind of that's how she really kind of blew up and people got a hold of her and plus she was she was really like, dragged over the coals for that um unnecessarily so and then uh, I think her next big one, I think in a short amount of time, was Batman. She was a very loud defender of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And she once again was dragged over the coals for that. But this time she's come out. Again, she's, she's kind of over the place. I know she didn't, she didn't like Force Awakens. She loved Rogue One. She initially said she really liked Last Jedi. And now she's, again, she, again, she's part of the YouTube sphere of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think. I, well, I think. I think she's figuring that she can profit off Star Wars hatred. That's just again. If you're if you're a YouTube personality, um, Star Wars hatred just just it's something to make money off of. It's like why not? It's kind of like the gold rush of YouTube you, hij- hijacking the narrative. You know. Yeah, and, and especially when there's money involved. That's why I don't. That's why I'm not a fan. I, I think she's also a, pe- a prequel hater too. And, uh, I've never. I don't think she's ever discussed. I, I don't think she. Okay, Grace is weird though because she kind of sister equates her beliefs with what, um, like overall what people think. Like she'll be like, "Oh, audiences didn't respond to this well," and then like you'll go back to her review of something and she didn't like it. So there's a lot of like projecting her own feelings yeah. onto like a fan base. So, it sounds and, like 
sorry, uh, it sounds like film snobbery and stuff. Yeah, well, like, I don't think Grace, the thing about Grace is weird, though, because she's not a, I, again, I've watched her, like, when, even when she used to do, um, she used to go to, like, a theater, like, go to the theaters and, like, interview people, like, right at, like, they'd walk out of the theater in New York, and she stopped that, it's gotta be, like, like five or six years ago now. And, like, I used to watch her for that. I don't think she's a film snob. I think she's in a really weird place. Like, she was involved with, like, Marvel's, like, YouTube channel. I think, like, like there was, like, the Watcher series. I I don't, I I never knew her from that. And I knew she was involved with that very briefly, and she got uh, canned. And so there's all, like, everybody believes that she has an anti-Marvel bias because of that. Yeah, Uh. so, like, Grace is a really, I don't want to call her controversial, but she's, I guess, in the YouTube sphere or uh, film journalism, she's controversial. But uh, overall, she's never said anything really inflammatory or incendiary. Again, the worst thing she's ever said is she she wanted a PG thirteen cut of Deadpool. I don't think she's the worst person on the face of this earth. But um, getting back to what the Star Wars thing was, the other day she posted a video claiming that she had an exclusive about the inner workings executive suite of Lucasfilm. She claimed that she had a source at the uh, the, the British. The film studio saying that there was a very high-profile meeting that was behind closed doors, and there was security there to monitor the conversation to make sure nobody overheard anything, where it was discussed that uh, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was on the verge of being fired by the Disney executive brass, and yet she, she just barely like clung to her job with the skin of her teeth. And she goes into this video about, again, they've realized, again, uh, Last Jedi is a horrible, horrible mistake. Again, the usual Last Jedi hatred nonsense, and like she's like, and like she's like, oh, I heard, I, I got this scoop from uh, a, an associate I know who works at the studio, and she's like, oh, this person just kind of like a, uh, oh god, I don't want to say just like a nobody, but kind of like a, a crew member who just kind of like nobody high profile, and it's like, wait, how can somebody who's just like like a know nothing crew member have access? To a meeting that was a closed doors and b had security, it's like that doesn't make any sense. Like if, if this was such a high profile top secret meeting, some no nobody is not going to have this, this stumble upon hearing something. And she kind of disproved her entire quote unquote scoop at that moment. It's like again, she Grace has never been a person for like film scoops. Like she that's just not her forte. Like she is a reviewer. She's not a uh, who was the guy who was a big scoop? Like El Mayambe, he was a big one. Um, yeah. Jeff Snyder, Boris Kitt. Um, there's a couple others that I have to find out. Slash Film? Uh, slash Film, yeah, Slash Film. Like, she's not one of those. So, like, A, anything that she says is a scoop, I would not take... I, I would take it with a massive grain of salt. But for, like, major, like... Okay, again, I don't want to call Breitbart a major one, but, like... It's a, for certain sites to kind of run with it, I felt was irresponsible because there was clearly well, holes in this. Breitbart is a partisan site. I mean, you know, let's face it, and um, let's be honest about it. And uh, that doesn't anything wrong with him being partisan. That's all right. I'm just yeah, again, I, I'm disappointed. I, I expected better from them. And um, but um, as far as um, and, and this was this is not uncommon uh, with clickbait sites in general. Uh, not saying that Breitbart is one, but. Uh, let me let me give you an example. Um, a couple weeks ago, when um, Star uh, Star Wars Newsnet came out with an article uh, saying how a bunch of sites started running with uh, a quote from JJ. Uh, JJ basically said something about 
that you know the reason that, that there's a lot of people that are not they're not dis- they're disliking the last Jedi and it's because uh, you know some of these people are are not are not um, JJ said that some of these people that don't like the last Jedi is that they don't like it because it it's, it's women centric yada, yada, yada. so what happens there is that a bunch of um, a bunch of sites mostly clickbait sites um, they go around and say you know and run ran with that quote saying that yeah, if you hate it, if JJ says that uh, that you probably hate women if you hated the Last Jedi, which is not what he said at all. You know, he didn't say that you're a woman hater if you hated Last Jedi. He didn't, but they ran with it. You know, a lot of clickbait sites ran with it. And anyways, Star Wars Newsnet wrote an article about how clickbait sites did this, and you know, so it's not uncommon to see, you know. Uh, individuals and, and people to run with a quote or something, and then somehow miscons and then and, and then, you know, uh, fit it into their uh, their worldview and somehow, which is what happened then. So um, it, it's not an it's you know it, is it disappointing? Yeah, a little somewhat. I mean, because you know it it, it really kind of murks up you know the 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 the, the entire picture. Um, but you know, I'm not you know. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, Jack, um, Jack, Jack's a you know a buddy of mine. He's a good friend. Um, I don't you know I don't agree with him on this one. Um, and yeah, you know, like I said, I think uh, he probably could have explored it a little, uh, a little bit more. But you know, being that he's busy with uh, you know his political work and whatnot, you know, I'm not. I don't. I guess he may not have had the time to really dig into it. Um, you know, he just kind of. He sees something in the pop culture like Game of Thrones or something, although he did kind of start off as a Game of Thrones blogger, but that's another story. He sees something like, you know, like in pop culture and then, you know, he reacts to it and, you know, it's his right. But, you know, it's not uncommon for people, to, for sites, people to do this, to run with a quote and, uh, you know, take it out of context or just, you know. Well, I'm, kind dis- of, like, I'm disappointed with Grace, though, because like, I really expected better of her, because, like, she's, uh, again, she she torpedoes her own argument. It's like, you can't sit there, say this was top secret, and then say, oh, someone just kind of stumbled into the news. It's like, you, you don't find bombshell reporting by just walking down the street. That's essentially what this right. was. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is, this is the big, this is a microcosm for bigger for a bigger thing a bigger problem in journalism today there's too much uh you know all this you know talk about insider sources or unknown you know unknown uh, that unnamed sources and this and that and you know they hear something and then they run with it put it out there and it's not even like fully vetted or something you know it is a big problem you know with uh with uh today's uh media in general it's not just grace it's 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 you know a lot of other uh, organizations and a lot of different things, you know, including politics. But we're not going to get into that. But you know, I know there's a lot of talk about fake news and stuff. And well, know, I think the Grace means- thing is an example of like again, like we again we like to discuss rumors on here. Um, most times we preface it with like this is nonsense, but we're going to discuss it because it's fun to discuss just bonkers rumors. But like this was just so clearly made up. It's like this is called. I I, I have eight hundred thousand subscribers. How do I get to like? How do I get five thousand in an afternoon? Five thousand more in an afternoon, and that's and that's what it reeked of that though. Because again, I I, I we, I've talked about it in the past, but there's so many YouTube channels I used to love watching like on a daily basis, and I literally cannot like again. It used to be part of like my routine. Like oh, what are they putting up today? 
and now I look at it, it's just constant anti-Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, YouTube's a cesspool for that, unfortunately, now. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, it's a cesspool for a lot of things, but anyhow. <laughs> All right, Zanger, what are your thoughts on this? We've talked too long. Okay, so let me just make sure I'm getting – because I actually have no clue what you guys are talking about, so I've only been able to suss this out from the context of the discussion. So let me get the name right. This Grace um, this Grace Randolph Rand- is reporting that she had inside intel about a meeting in, Lund- or in England between Disney executives and uh, Kathleen Kennedy about her – you know, possibly being cut from the cut from the Star Wars ranks. Si, senor. Okay. Okay, let, let, let me play both sides of this argument for a split second. On the one side, is there a possibility that Disney execs could be in Great Britain having a discussion about this? It was apparently a phone call. This was not, this was not in person. This was all done oh. through phone calls, apparently. Well, in that case, then yeah, I'm sure this happened. I'm sure that it got brought up. I'm sure that somebody probably overheard something out of context. That could definitely have happened. But is it something you should run with without solid evidence? No. It's it's something that 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 a story like that, you should have two solid sources at least. Because otherwise it just sounds like you're just trying to get attention almost. I mean it, here here's the thing. Nothing's come of it. It it I, I don't think they Marvel would or not Marvel uh, Disney would pull the plug on anything they would be doing if they're like oh you know we well, we're going to get rid of Kathleen up oh, wait 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 this person sent a report out about it you know claiming that they had inside info let's all take a step back and not do this now it I don't know it just it just seems like it's I I think that there's piece there's elements of truth that could possibly be there that like. Yeah, there probably was a phone call. Yeah, that term might have, I mean, that 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 whole thing might have gotten brought up of, you know, hey, you know, if you're floundering with this Star Wars property, we may need to get somebody else in here. But that's the thing. It, it probably was taken completely out of context, if there is context to even have it in. Because it could just be that the conversation never happened. It was just all fabricated, because it's probably something that everybody's thinking is going on right now. Yeah. Which yeah, we'll you- get to... Later with the toxicity thing. Oh uh, yes, and I think that's what it is, Zenger. It's kind of taking again. I would imagine Disney and, and her had this conversation, but it probably this, happened probably to, to two be or three fair, years after Solo to, came out. To be fair, Zach, the her in this conversation is Kathleen Kennedy. Yes, not the her in this conversation being Grace. Oh well, yeah, oh yes, I, I, I just, I, I, I sorry, I just wanted to clarify that real quick to make sure that pronouns. Yeah. Yeah, just 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 to clarify that we were talking about Kathleen Kennedy and not Grace had had this conversation. Yeah, well, Grace they, Grace isn't claiming she heard any of this. It's the fact she's hearing this. It was a second hand. She's getting. It wasn't like she was over there and she. It's it's just the whole idea. Is I would imagine. Name your source. Well, then I forget. Well, no, no, no. no I'm, I'm just I'm just saying if if you're that if you're that like gung ho about it, name your source then. Well, of course we can't do that. Then that would that would ruin the source for all the next story. No, no, I I, I agree with your name your source. Just like I I I, I uh, say that about other stories and other uh, topics that we won't get into here. But you know, we need to you know they should either name the source or 
second source stuff. And yeah, well, that's, that's that's what I said earlier. It's like right. if you have something that that buy. I mean that explosive you might want to get somebody else to verify it so that you can have at least two sources i mean for something like that i would want to get like three or four like i want to make sure that i had like a fail safe after fail safe after fail safe if i'm going to break something like that right yeah too many journalists these days are just running with uh just one source and it's 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 coming off very shoddy you know very shoddy work and um the uh yeah there's reminds me of that um of that story that um, one guy, I forget from where he's from, but he said something about that. He heard the rumor about Solo. and the, Do you remember the story, Zach? It was about the uh, a blogger who heard a source. Uh, he tweeted something, and then like weeks later, it, it, it was the uh, Trevorrow uh, firing. He heard it at you know, weeks before it actually happened. Um, but he didn't, he didn't announce it back then, but, you know, he said he had heard about it, but because he didn't announce it because he only heard it from one source. And then like but he he talked about this like a year later after the, the firing happened. Well here here I, I, I got one for you. Here, Good. if you if, if if you want me to break a story early, the lackluster performance of Jurassic World leads to cancellation of possible sequel film. It's it's that's that's not a story. I'm just saying I could say that now. And then in like three weeks when they announced that, I'd be like, oh man, I mentioned this back on August 28th on this podcast. I totally brought that up. It's because it's, if you're just speculating about the future, I mean, you can technically say anything and be technically held correct too. Yeah. I've done numerous episodes on Zingness of just me talking out my butt for Star Wars stuff. And how many times did I write on that? Twice. I was right twice, and Marie was right really good one time. Marie hit a hole in one. Oh my gosh, that was... I, I, I will defend, I nailed the plot perfectly. But yeah. then again, that wasn't a stretch. She knocked it out of the park, though. I got the solo home run. She got the grand slam. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people are just... Uh, some people are just throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks. I, I think that's what's happening. Well, I think Star Wars is one of those things now. Is that everybody? It's funny. Everybody hates Star Wars, yet we can't stop talking about it. It's, and I think that's what it comes down to: is that there's just money in just uh, what's the word, baseless theorizing. Just like the thing about those that this again, you have. P, it's one thing like when we talk about stuff, we're like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if like Ray and Kylo Ren had a love child at the in the middle of Episode Nine? Like we hear when we talk discuss like Reddit rumors. Yeah, it's one thing when, like, a again, this is what Zenger's kind of hinted at, too, is that when you have 800,000 YouTube subscribers and you just post nonsense, it's like, that's really, like, again, and, and like Zenger said, too, it's like, she, oh, when it doesn't happen, she's like, oh, well, it's like, that's the news I heard at the time, things change, and that's just so irresponsible, though. It's like, especially for a channel that's not known for that, like, when it's like, what's the guy who does the Star Wars rumors are always bo- like bogus, Mark, Mike Zero? You know, yeah. Right. Like, if you're like again, like he's no, there's, made- there's there. Sorry, there's other YouTubers. There's there's. Well, I'm not going to name them. I'm not. But if you remember, there was a few months ago where I was complaining about YouTube. It's because there were so many people that like did all these predictions, said they had inside sources, said all this stuff, and yes, they probably had like a 45 to 65 percent somewhere in there correctness on some of the stuff in the movie. 
But they never went back and recapped or even admitted, oh, hey, you know, the source I had was completely wrong or something like that. Never referenced it again. Just moved on to let's make some more predictions and talk about stuff. It's like, for me, I'm like, I, I'd like some accountability there for you to at least be like, I mean, even if you're like, hey, I got this. I mean, just just like a, hey, you know, this this is a thing to where the information I got might have been on information. Sorry. Well, or be like, hey, you know, I made a ton of predictions. I was wrong. Sorry. Well, I have a question though. This is this might get. A I, bit... I admitted to it. <laughs> well, you're a better person than they are, Senator. Dang right. <laughs> but no, I think this might be an issue that goes uh, maybe beyond Star Wars, and that maybe it's almost like, uh, oh my lord, like like how does he like like again? We had like let's take Lewis for example. We had Lewis on. He gave I can I wouldn't call Lewis an insider, but he knows how that world is run because he's he works in it. And, like, he gives this thing about, like, again, how the studio, like, who would replace Kathleen Kennedy. Like, when he does it, he's speculating about it. He's not telling you this is, like, he doesn't, he doesn't come on here and say this is what's going to happen next. He says this is, if, if based on previous examples, this is what could happen. But he's not telling our audience this is going to happen. And I think with these people who do this, again, whether it be the Grace Randolphs or the, 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 the hundreds of YouTube channels out there. Some of them, not all of them, are saying this is what's happening right now. And I think are they are they deliberately making a choice? Are, are they are they what's the word decisively lying, or are they just so oh god blinded by their own opinion that they think what they their speculation is factual? Is that what's going on? It, it's got to be one or the other. This is just a microcosm of what's going on in journalism in general in today's world but, uh, but it's but a I rumor think, that stated that was stated as fact but is, is is she doing that because she she's doing it for oh god to boost her popularity or is she doing it because she just has such a self-inflated ego that she believes anything she thinks like i can believe a mary question. queen of scots doesn't make me mary queen of scots at the end of the day Probably the former, you know, just boost ratings. It's a, it's the same as it's the same as media outlets out there and and, and print media. They but do it for ratings. They do it for subscription numbers. You know, I don't think any. I don't think so many people are that. Oh God, uh, mercenary esque. Where they're just doing things for the, the money and the for the money and the glory. I think a lot of journalism today is that narcissistic element of it, where it's like I'm again. It's the projecting. My again, my opinion is so important. I am so self-absorbed, narcissistic that everybody has to think like I do, and they project that onto everybody. It's like I dislike the Last Jedi, therefore everybody hates the Last Jedi. And I, and I, I again, I, I posted our again. I think I, I don't know if I talked about it on here though. I put the YouTube. I made a YouTube video out of our uh, wide solo. Why was Solo a box office failure? And there's one guy that just kept replying, and again, that video has like 18 comments, and they're like all from one guy just telling me how the last Jedi was a box office bomb. It's like it's just it's delusional behavior because they've convinced themselves of an of an erroneous fact. If, if, if that's an oxymoron, I don't know, but it's like again, it's just this Group weird thing. That's what, it I, that's, is. what it, that's what it has to be because I just can't figure it out. Though and it's just disappointing when it's somebody that you kind of. Not that I again. I never went to Grace for like factual reporting or or scoops or rumors. But like I always did, held her again. Everyone kind of dogpiled on her. I would I would defend her, and now that got much harder to do in the wake of this. 
Okay, anything else you want yeah. to talk about this, or can we move on to uh, um, toxicity? Well, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. If she wants to come on and explain herself, I don't have a problem with that. Fun fact, I've tried to get Grace on this program. She does not respond to uh, tweets. Okay, <laughs> I just I just wanted to say that real quick to be like, if she wants to come on here, I, I, I'd love to, you know, discuss it. I would, def- I would not be a, and I would definitely not be aggressive about. It. I'd, I'd want to hear, you know, hey, you know, what was your source on? I mean, if you can't tell me what the source was, I understand that, but like, <laughs> walk me through the events that led to this. Yeah, on one hand, it could just mean that you know, this is just, she, you know, it's it's one of those things that you heard, but it's never gonna pan out, unsubstantiated completely, or it could be like this other guy uh, and his. Um, cryptic tweet about uh trevorrow and then weeks later it did come out to be you know he did get fired and you know the guy had heard about it weeks before but you know he never ran with it because he could only he can you know second source it but and, he couldn't um, corroborate it i think right. that's uh it's it's one thing like hint, it's one thing hinting at something and there's another thing going out into mit into a middle of a battlefield and in, in pulling a hand grenade it's just kind of like you're deliberately again. I think that's what Grace is doing. Grace has realized that, like I don't know, what, what is the YouTube equivalent of a shock jock? I, I think that's what she is it's trying to be. Man. It's just clickbait, you know. No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is the correct form of it because it's like I don't know because like someone like me see again. I see the headline. And it's like Kathleen Kennedy in trouble. And it's like oh damn it. You, you, you so, know, you, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but okay. You, you know, a lot of pe- a lot of people. You know they're going for headlines um, because they know a lot of these journalists know that a majority of people they don't even click to read the article they just see the headline and, and then you know they're like oh oh okay. definitely yeah it's it's lazy journalism is what it is you know and and that's a big problem like I said it, it's it's a microcosm of a bigger problem in- I don't even think it's journal I, I honestly don't think you can classify it as journalism because like, like you brought up a great example Mark was that one again one of the YouTube channels you said I used to love going to was um, I think I've talked about it on here Midnight's Edge and they put a video out either this morning or yesterday and it's a picture of Kathleen Kennedy and it's the humiliate in the title of the video and it's also in the thumbnail is and it's titled The Humiliation of Kathleen Kennedy and it's like what do you have to base that on how how is she humiliated out of out of four blockbusters one again Three of them had trouble production. Well, technically, ugh, we don't know how the Force Awakens was, but three of them had, or okay, at least two had two uh, trouble productions, and yet three of them were were boffo successes. And a lot of that too is when we read last week about the fact that Disney refused to give uh, Solo any extra marketing oomph. It's again, it's keep in mind that Kathleen Kennedy doesn't get to decide when Solo is released unilaterally. It's like everybody forgets that back during The Force Awakens, J.J. and Kathleen Kennedy wanted to wait until May of 2016, and Bob Iger told them no. It's, it's, they have to realize that. that this Again, yes, she's the head of Lucasfilm, but she has two superiors. First is Alan Horn, who's the head of all the film divisions. Again, he's, he's Kevin Feige's boss. Again, he was uh, John Lasseter's boss until John Lasseter got ousted after all of his uh, bad touching. It's... Again, and you have Bob Iger who's on top of that, and even Bob Bob Iger has the um, uh, the board of directors at Disney. So it's not like again, Kathleen Kennedy sits on top of the pile of, of Mickey Mouse money or Disney dollars and goes, "Mwahaha! I can't wait to ruin their childhoods." 
it's like I, I again I don't think we have any last Jedi haters in this audience anymore. It's also worth noting that Mr. Stingray's review of us on iTunes disappeared recently. So we either really disenchanted him to the point where he actually deleted his his review of us, which I didn't think was possible. And, and I, I, but again, going back to what I was saying, was that I think that's what it is, though, is that there's there's no she doesn't have unilateral say. It's like you can't blame Kathleen Kennedy for anything. I can't, I'm not willing to say like I, I believe in the buck stops at the person with the biggest desk and the most windows in their office, but she's not that person. She gets a lot of say, but she doesn't have complete say. True. And I think that's unfair. I really think it's again, yes, like she has made some weird decisions, like not to relitigate Rogue One, which I think at this point we've discussed how many times on here though. And but it's like again. Kevin, I mean, we keep everybody worships the ground that Kevin Feige walks on, though. But by today's standards, Thor and Captain America, the first yeah, Avenger, good, were flops. Thank you, thank you for bringing that up. That is something I, 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 I like to mention since since that dawned on me is that Marvel didn't have like the the world was not paved with solid gold for them the entire time. It still isn't. Like I feel like those movies come under the most strict criticism of anything because people are like just watching and waiting for the moment where they fail and yes captain america and thor were both kind of like meh when they came out now i love thor so i would never have said that captain america i feel got better over time for me it, captain america for me when i first saw it was a i need to watch this to get to avengers but that's that's the thing i mean it's it, time, times have changed you know stuff's changed and yeah they they weren't all box office like knock them out of the parks. Well, that's well, yeah, and I think and that's the weird again this weird thing where again like like everything has to be compared to Marvel because I guess everybody's trying to follow that template so it is a just comparison. Like I know when Batman versus Superman and Civil War came out within a couple months of each other, everyone's like, "Oh, how dare you!" It's like, why are we comparing these two? It's like, well, everybody's trying to emulate them, so you have to, again that's the battle plan. You got to compare it to that. And again, everybody again, I, I know I joke with Zenger about Ant Man. But it's like Ant-Man's a definition of a, again, it came out right after Age of Ultron, mm -hmm. and it made, God, like, almost a billion dollars less. Everyone's like, well, that's Ant-Man. How can you compare Ant-Man to the Avengers? And it's like, well, how could you compare Solo to Episode Eight? It's like, and don't be wrong, Solo should have done better. Nobody here is trying to spin Solo into a, Solo is a bomb, but... At the same time, though, it's like we cannot keep sweeping these. Like, even like, I'm not sure if you guys follow this, though, but the tracking for Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's tracking it around like 70. Again, it could go up. I, again, as of right now, it's tracking it around like $75, $80 million opening weekend, which is not great considering that we're coming off Infinity War. It's like, it's like again, but we'll ignore that, though. Like, I'd be, I, again, I, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is just going to make maybe around $200 million more than solo and most of what solo's problems were and we've just we've again we've litigated this enough was that solo basically they paid for two movies and only got one i think that was zenger's way of phrasing it mm -hmm. and that's yes that's wrong they shouldn't have done that though but at the same time though disney's think about it, when disney makes gives a, a studio or a filmmaker 200 million dollars to make a film the board of directors has to approve this it's not like Bob Iger hands Kathleen Kennedy the checkbook and says, go nuts, sweetheart. That's not what this is. Everything, again, when Disney wants to build a Star Wars land for $2 billion, that goes in front of the board of directors. 
and again, these morons on YouTube that just seem to think that they preach. And it reminds me if I'm if any of you are big Monty Python fans, but it's like Life of Brian, and you have all the um, the religious zealots in like the marketplace, and they're all kind of expelling their wisdom about different religious moments. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm the true Messiah. No, I'm the Messiah. And that's what YouTube is. It's almost like a bazaar. It's a bazaar of stupidity. And it, or it's the blind leading the blind. And again, and the problem is that it's one thing, again, like people are, again, people are making money off that. So that's fine. They can profit off, off fake news all they want or clickbait though. But you really, then you have these idiots that are going around and they're just regurgitating it and they won't listen to reason or even listen to a contrary opinion. Like, if somebody came out here right now and said, rah, 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 Kathleen Kennedy's the devil, I, I disagree with that, though, but I let them talk. Like, the only way you can defeat somebody's argument is by letting them talk. And yet, we don't have any of that. And like Mark's already said, too, that's just where we are as a culture. No, no one's allowed to talk anymore. We just shout each other down until eventually someone gets frustrated and walks out of the room. Yeah. Speaking of frustration, uh, uh, no, I, was, I thought we were going to move to our next topic now. Well, we're kind of, we're kind of slowly, uh, we're morphing our way through it. Yeah. We're kind of getting there, because we're talking about the, the bizarre stupidity on YouTube. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, just a lot of stupidity. Because uh. I think most of the, again, I, again, to be fair, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the awfulness in Star Wars. But I, would, I think it would be fair to say that a nice portion of it's on YouTube. A nice portion of the awfulness of Star Wars, right? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I sorry. Mean, I mean, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I click, was. As with the clickbait and negativity are at, you know. I mean, just look at the uh, the standard bearer of that <coughs> Red Letter Media. <coughs> yeah. I still haven't watched their solo review, but I haven't. I can, I, they've been. I know they got a lot of grief um, post Rogue One. But I, I, I think that's the only Star Wars film they've ever gotten resistance on. Like, I real like, and that's, I, I know we, we I, with John Justice, we talked about this a lot. And it's worth noting that I did go back and actually did the math. I'm not sure exactly. Did you, did you hear my red letter media thing, how much money they make? No, I didn't. They make around a half a million dollars a year. Gross. God. Again, I don't, again, I, I don't know how much money Patreon takes. I don't know how much you, how much they pay in taxes. But gross, gross. I'm not talking about, again, taxes, cuts that Patreon get. Um, but I'm pretty safe. because I, lo- I looked in how much Patreon takes. I looked at what somebody, uh, how many subscribers and how many views uh, Red Letter Media gets per month from their videos. And if you do the math, it's, again, give or take maybe $50,000. It's around a half a million dollars a year. They gross. So real quick, I'm just going to point this out. I I've watched like I think maybe one or two Red Letter Media things because it's something to where if someone keeps telling me I need to watch Red Letter like certain things I will not watch it on my own convictions. Everyone keeps telling me it's amazing. It's been set to a high standard. I don't even want to try to compete with it. So so what 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 happened with Red Letter Media and Solo? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I never watched because um, they were really because um, again they they I remember when Force Awakens because everyone was kind of like dying for their uh, review of the Force Awakens after the the Plinket pe- uh, prequel trilogy reviews, and when it came out, they were like re- in their initial like half in the bag review, they were pretty glowing about it, and then they then they did a mis- okay. I have watched one. I can tell you exactly. It dawned on me which one it was. It was their um, Ready Player One review. I think they're they're pretty middle on the road with that. 
it, I just found it humorous. Like someone's like, it's really funny. And I was like, I'm not a big, and they're like, just, just watch it. And I actually did. Cause I had nothing. I had no legitimate reason to say no at that point. So I was like, fine, I'll watch it. And I was like, it just seemed like they were just making fun of the movie. They, I, I didn't really pick up whether they hated it or loved it though. They're no, that's what they can. Well, can they're kind of like in the same boat. Like is like, I, I feel like that's why I like them is that, they're indifferent toward a lot of things. Like a lot of them, it's just fine. It's like it's like it's a time passer. Because I'll, I'll point this out about about uh, Solo real quick. Solo on the and I know this is probably something I've said before, but I I've I've been on in a while and I've been, I've had new thoughts and discussions with people. So so things have changed. Um, so Solo for me, I think it's a very good movie in the sense of it's a very safe movie. It's something I don't think anyone could lividly hate. But it is like an amazing mosaic on the wall. But if you take one piece out or pick at one little part of it, the entire thing falls apart. Like if you go, oh, man, I really like Solo. It was great. Kind of weird, though, how everything important happened to him in like three days that he's known for. Do you not do anything like before or after that? And it's like that completely takes like there's 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 different things there. Still a good movie, but it's one of those things to where it's it's, it's something to look at and not pick at because then it becomes this thing that falls apart very quickly. I feel. I disagree with that, but that's a topic for another day. I know it is, and I'm I'm, I'm not like gun gung ho, you know, guns guns at the ready, you know, to to take on everyone with that. But I'm I'm just like that. That's kind of how I feel about it. Is it's a great movie, but if you kind of pick at it, it falls apart to an extent. I'm I'm sure there I maybe I'll watch the review maybe I'll actually because this is you this is like the I think I think I'm in double digits now people who told me to to check out their solo review. No, like I said I, we've discussed it a couple times. I think solo is a fun movie. It's kind of like oh no, I, like, I don't deny that with with me being critical of it. It's just it is one of those movies though. I I do agree that it does like suffer from if you kind of start thinking about it for more than just it's a good movie it it doesn't do well and under that thought process. Not another day, another, not another day yes. of that discussion. Yes. Cause I think, I, cause I, I think solo holds up because I think solo is not meant to be scrutinized. It's kind of like, it's kind of like scrutinizing. I, I, I cotton candy from the County fair. It's like, sure. You can tear it apart, but it's not meant to be dissected. Again, it's not the last Jedi. Well, that's, I, 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 I agree with you in that sense. It's, 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 if you don't pick at it, it's great. It, the problem is the second you pick at it, it becomes problematic. Well, yeah, it's not, it's, it, but it's not designed for that though. Again, it's, it's again, it's kind of like in cotton candy. It's yeah. not meant to be, if you, you start pulling it apart, it will fall apart. And that's, and, but it's not designed for that sort of purpose. It's, it's not meant to be, uh, again, like I, said, it's, I think it's really funny to go back to like a lot of our uh, Last Jedi January coverage. And Zanger's like, why are we keep talking about Last Jedi? I don't want us to strip mine this thing. We have nothing to talk about anymore. I feel like Last Jedi is like one of those things that we're never going to shut up about that film. I, that, that's just, until we get another controversial Star Wars film in like 25 years, we are never going to, no one's ever going to shut up about that film. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. I say fandom toxicity. So uh, where were we? Something uh, right in the media and we got off topic. So, uh, Phantom Toxicity, where were we? Um, just getting, talking about Red Lighter Media. I don't know what they have to do with it, but just the whole discussion of, I, I don't watch Red Lighter Media, even though I now have the video loaded and ready to go for when I'm done with this. Oh, God. A solo or Red Lighter, uh, Red, uh, Ready Player One? Uh, I've already seen Ready Player One, so I'm going to do the half bag, 
half in the bag of Solo to see what they... I'm pretty sure they... I don't think it's as bad as Last Jedi, but I'm pretty sure they just dunk on it. Oh, so so maybe I should check out the Last Jedi one. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're brutal. Well, can, it, it's like, it's the... Um, it's the preliminary hatred of it. It's like it was kind of like the ground zero, where it's like they ruin again. Well, their their hatred of the Last Jedi is a very unique strand of Last Jedi hatred because Force Awakens came out and they praised. They thought it was great. Um, Rogue One came out and they attacked it for being so derivative. The characters were stupid. Um, all this is ATATs and X wings, and then Last Jedi comes out. And Last Jedi is a complete 180 from that with new ideas. The characters go in interesting directions. There's not an over-reliance on AT-ATs and X-Wings. And yet their response to The Last Jedi was, oh, I'm trying to think. Again, I only watched it that one time, so I'm trying to remember it. So I might be wrong. But it was essentially Star Wars can only tell a certain amount of stories because it's too small of a universe. And it's like, you can't do that. You can't attack something for being too derivative. And then when it goes um, outside of it, you, you attack it for doing that. Well, because they attacked it for being too different. I think that's what eventually, I'm sorry, it wasn't that it was too small. Um, they attacked Last Jedi for being too different. And that's, and that's what it was. So like, you can't attack something for being derivative. And then immediately when something breaks away from it and then say, well, you can't go too far. It's like, and that's what they do, though. Because again, they are part. Of, again, they're part of the the neck beard man baby thing, where it's like uh, Star Wars to them is two movies. It's Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, and anything that's not that or conflicts with that, they're going to hate. They 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 are not capable of expanding their horizon. Like that's that's the really scary thing with that. I think like everybody's entitled to like or dislike any film. Like I'm, I'm no one's ever gonna I'm never gonna put a gun to somebody's head and say you better enjoy this or else. But the scary thing is that it's it's this thing where fan bases are absolutely oh god uh, they refuse to even entertain the idea of something different. And where I really started noticing this in um, like pop cultures and movies was with the Terminator franchise. It's um, you have Terminator, Terminator Two, Rise of the Machine, Salvation, and then Genesis. And I remember like the reviews, like the embargo drop for Genesis, and like it was just seething hatred. And it's like again, not Last Jedi. Does bad. that movie ruin T two? I again, no, I don't think it does. Okay. I have not seen Genesis. I've seen all the other ones. T2 is one of the best movies, is, is a great movie, and definitely one of the best ones in that. Yeah, I don't know. Knowing I, Genesis I, exists, never seeing it, I can still watch T2 and enjoy it. And I'm pretty sure I can go watch Genesis and then watch T2 and still enjoy it. That's the problem, I think, that the Star Wars fandom has right now, is there's so many different states of it. Since this has been a series that's been around for, what, 40-plus years now, you have... The original trilogy. You have the the prequel trilogies. You now have the new stuff that's coming out. You have different fan bases, but yet there's a there's a Venn diagram of them overlapping amounts and stuff. And it's and it's starting to become to where they're just dividing themselves up more and trying to separate themselves from it. My thing is this: if you like the if you like the original trilogy, awesome. Don't watch anything else. If 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 if, if it's going to upset you for them to change stuff, be like, have your own opinion, have your own, you know, in head. Can there was the same thing when they, when they took away the, the expanded universe. 
all of that stuff's still there. You can still read it. It doesn't change that it still exists and it's still something you can enjoy. Well, I think uh, that again, Zegger, you're looking at this a little too rationally, and I think that's I think that's a problem with us in general. We're looking at this as if normal human beings, and we kind of brought this up when we talked to uh, Jonathan from films and stuff. Was that this is almost like Star Wars is like a religious text to these people. It's it's like the idea of like imagine like it's like Old Testament and New Testament. It's just this idea of like th- this is the foundation, and nothing's allowed to oh god be an addendum. To the yeah. original text, and anything that's not the original text has to immediately be denounced and then destroyed. Like I know there was this thing going. Oh, we didn't really discuss it, but there was this thing going on Twitter in the last week where the person was like remaking the Last Jedi for with two hundred million dollars. Okay, I was going to bring that up, but I figured that was a topic for like next week or something because I do want to discuss that. I want to discuss that so badly, and I didn't know if it would fit in here or if it would be a topic for next week. Well, I guess I, who, who I can tell Mark who knows um, all this stuff. Like, again, that's kind of like you know, who would have thought I was concerned about a Star Wars drought and there'd be nothing to talk about Star Wars wise. Who would have thunk we'd get into some of the our most profound uh, uh, well, philosophy? You, well, you, of Star you've Wars. got the Obi Wan Obi Wan Kenobi movie possibly being a like free form or on something like that to where it's going to be a streaming thing because of oh the my box. God, I lo- oh, whoa, 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 whoa! If the Kenobi movie premiered on free form, I, I oh my lord, I lose my mind. Oh my god, be the great! Oh my lord, that'd be great. Like, would that be great? The very next thing, now official announcement we get from Lucasfilm is that the Kenobi movie's premiering on Freeform, the same network that airs like Pretty Little Liars, and um, I'm trying to think what else airs on that network. Cloak and Dagger. How is that, by the way? I don't know. Ellie's watching it. So, like, what else is on ABC Family? Um, um, okay, Freeform. Freeform. Gronish. That. Um, um, that is. It's the spinoff from uh, the Blackish show, where it's the older daughter in college. I think it's Grownish. Okay, I have no idea what that is. Um, they yeah. still air Seventh Heaven. Sure, why not? All right, the same network that airs Pretty Little Liars and reruns of Seventh Heaven gets a new Star Wars movie. Oh, or it's man. supposed to be part of the streaming service. That's the thing. I don't know. I know that Freeform's supposed to be a streaming slash. So I don't know. No, it's, a, it's, it's still a TV. Net, no, it's a TV network. But no, I like the idea that if you really want to just like, like if the Star Wars fan base currently is a dumpster fire, um, that's just basically taking like an oil drum of gasoline and just like chucking it in there. Oh, well, the, the, the whole other thing of this whole situation with let's make Last Jedi because it wasn't what we wanted it to be. And don't watch it. Don't accept it as your reality for the movie anymore. Just be like, hey, I like the original trilogy. I don't like what they do with the rest of it. Well, at the same time, though... Once again, I'm coming at this rationally. Well, yes, that too. But one thing I feel that we might be doing, too, we might be generalized... At the same time, I think it's worth noting that if somebody, like, walked into The Last Jedi, did not like it... Like, you're allowed to dislike The Last Jedi. I think we both agree on that. Oh, yeah, you are. But you, and I think we've discussed this before. But again, just to reiterate, we are we 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 are getting again for the record, folks. We aren't just a a mono listener podcast anymore. Pork Knight, his Knights of Vader table of one, um, is getting a little more crowded every day. Pork Knight's kind of getting squeezed out of his uh, little nook in the uh, Knights of Vader cafe. Gotta make and room. We're expanding. Room. Knock out that wall. You gotta make room. So we got. So like, it's worth noting that. You're allowed to dislike this film. Like you do, like yeah. The thing we're trying to say is that like you can dislike this film for any reason you want, though. But you can't go on the internet and say it was a flop at the box office. Like you, you can't just you can't pull a Grace Randolph and just make up a fact and, and or, or take your opinion and then just project it onto everybody as a fact. 
Um, but I think one thing we do, like, we tend to generalize the, the Last Jedi haters. And I, I haven't brought it up on here, though. But um, at the uh, church I volunteer at, the priest's a big Star Wars fan. I talk to him on occasion about Star Wars. Like, he, he I, I forget his opinion on Force Awakens was... He 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 really liked Rogue One like most people do. And for the mm-hmm. record, this guy this guy's I think in his forties. So he's 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 an original trilogyer, and he read the books. He he knows he's he knows his EU stuff. And I, I remember he didn't see Last Jedi in theaters. He he caught it on home video. And I eventually he came up to me. He goes, "I got a bone to pick with you." And I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "I hate absolutely hated that film." And I'm like, "Oh dear." Star Wars is everywhere in my life. It's kind of nice to go to a couple of places where Star Wars is just punching me in the face. And it's like, oh, dear Lord, this is going to be a half an hour conversation. And him and I basically kind of like, we didn't, we didn't yell, but like we got into an argument for like 45 minutes <laughs> about about the film. And his he goes, well, they completely ruined Luke's character. And I'm Did like, well, well, okay, well, I'm going to give you his reasoning why. And keep in mind, this is a, a Roman Catholic priest. And I go, why why they ruin why they ruin Luke's character? Well, he shouldn't have died at the end. And I said, okay, fine. Like, I, I can concede that. Because I, I personally, you know, I like The Last Jedi. I love The Last Jedi. Luke didn't need to die. Um, the whole thing with of Kylo Ren, see you around, kid, it kind of makes you think, well, why, why did he have to die? And, and so I said, why, so why didn't you like the character? He goes, well, he, Luke should be carrying on because the ways of the Jedi. And I said, well, that's not the, the character arc that the film's about. Well, what, that's what it should have been. And I go, well, again, it goes back to the whole thing. It's like, well, who are you? Lucasfilm didn't hire you to direct episode eight. They hired Ryan Johnson. It, again, it goes back to the whole cookie analogy that I've made over the last couple weeks. And, well, they go, well, I'm, I'm the audience. My opinion matters. It's like, well, yeah, that's true. But this is not a film. This is not the McDonald's of Star Wars films. This is not meant for you to digest it, crap it out, then move on to the next one. This isn't Ant-Man the Wasp. This is a movie that's supposed to make you think. And I was arguing with him because his thing was, well, Luke should have passed on the ways of the Jedi like Yoda did. And I said, well, that's not, the, that's not what Luke's character was in this. His character Luke in this was a flawed character. Well, well, not even getting into that, it's the fact that Luke, Luke has rationalized that the if you're gonna if you keep doing the Jedi versus Sith or the Rebels versus the Empire, you're gonna be locked in a, a cyclical cycle of just the same two factions fighting each other. It's I know I know people like to uh, once again dunk on the Matrix Reloaded in the Matrix sequels, <laughs> but that is a major theme of the Matrix sequels. It's the whole idea of you can you're you're always gonna have a hero, but if you're locked into this constant a cycle of just good versus bad and it just keeps repeating nobody's going to win somebody has to break the cycle and that's what luke does luke says no i'm not going to carry on the ways of the jedi i ray is going to be this the, the jedi were flawed the jedi allowed the greatest sith the, their greatest adversary to basically just lie there under their noses for years they were too blinded by their it, it, it's it's they're showing, the ivory tower. They were up yeah. in the ivory tower. Literally, they were in an ivory tower. And that's and that's exactly what it is, though. And then because and, and that's what it is that Luke realizes that the only way you're gonna be able to to conquer evil is if you grow beyond or move to the next plat, the next highest plateau to do that. And even though even though and Ray is the audience in that instance, Ray is fighting with Luke. 
Ray is arguing with him, saying, no, 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 I want to be the Luke to your Yoda. And, and Luke is saying to her, and, and again, Luke's not spelling it out in the film, saying that that's not the way how you're going to beat the First Order. The First Order isn't going to be beat by me going out there waving my lightsaber. It's going to be... And, and yes, I part- love that he proved that. He well, went out there, and it's just like everyone's like, oh, that Luke should... And I'm like, Luke did exactly what everyone wanted him to do, but he made a bigger point by not even being there. Exactly. It's the fact that you like, have to... He technically died the exact hero the republic the, the rebellion needed to see him as he did not die the broken failure that he really was in the end technically well yeah and i and i think i, I i'm as, as my as i think more and more and i contemplate about the last jedi even though luke feels shame for what happened with ben solo kylo ren it's also the whole idea is that he as at the same moment that he was about to strike down Ben, or, or not, not the moment, because he says it, it's 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 a, a, fl- a fleeting glimpse or yeah. a fleeting shadow of a, of, a, of a thought. But like at that moment where he was about to strike Ben, he realizes that too is that what he's doing with this Jedi Temple is not how he's going. Again, he's he's falling under the same mistake that Obi Wan did. He is um oh god um not cut not not cuddling. That's not the right word. Um, but. Oh my lord! Not curating. There's a word for this, and I can't think of it. Um, he's help. He's helping fester evil again, and that's not in that exact moment that he's about to strike Ben. He realizes a new Jedi temple and a new oh god order of Jedi is not going to prevent the next Sith or Snoke or or whoever goes on previous to uh, the, the prequels. That's not what's going to stop it. The the good in the universe has to evolve. And that's essentially what the end, again, like Zenger brought up, the end of The Last Jedi is. Like, because those lines that Luke says, and everybody, nobody really talks about them that much, is that when he says to Kylo Ren, The rebellion is reborn today. The war is just beginning. And I will not be the last Jedi. It's the fact of the la- the ending of the Last Jedi is not everyone keeps saying oh Last Jedi is a film where nothing happens and it's like no it's having just it changed as much- the status quo of what Star Wars is yes it's like the rebellion the rebellion had nobody answering their call but what did it show after that it showed kids telling the story of the great Luke Skywalker facing down that they weren't telling the story of the Luke Skywalker that vanished and no one knew where he went to go be a jet. They told it of the hero that he was. Exactly. And that's, people have to realize, and I go, I know, again, I know I have my own attack of the clones hater right with me right here. But, oh man, I'm geared up. <laughs> um, but no, the ending of this film is just as a seismic thing as the ending of attack of the clones is, is that you have the beginning of a major conflict. Like, if everybody thought the conflict of, of um, Force Awakens in the beginning of The Last Jedi is anything, this is what Luke is saying. This is the beginning of a new world for Star Wars. This is, again, the, the, the new era of Star Wars was not The Force Awakens. It was not Rogue One. It, it's not The Last Jedi. It's what's coming next. And I think a lot of people are missing that. 
And, and, and Luke essentially, again, Ryan Johnson gets to have his cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. He, gets, he gets to have Luke evolve, and he gives you the most badass moment you could ask for with Luke Skywalker. Because think about how comical would it be if you have a 60-something-year-old Mark Hamill jumping around like like Ewan McGregor and Qui-Gon Jinn and Ray Park did in The Phantom yeah. Menace. That would, again, that's stupid. I, I, I know people want that, though. But that's not the the character. Again, if Lucasfilm wants to make a TV series of Luke post Return of the Jedi, that's fine. He can jump around and, 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 and dance around as much as they want. But that's not what you need at this moment. And I feel that's going over everybody's head. And instead of rationalizing that you, maybe you're not getting something, it's just the. I guess that's the. I guess, again, Zenger, you have children. When children get frustrated, they get angry. Mm hmm. A, a child's not capable of taking a step back again. And I'm not saying that if you like the last, if you didn't like the last Jedi, you're a child. Oh no, but- no, no! I'm also, I'm also not saying, like you can hate the last Jedi. I have no problem with that. It's just the the just toxicity that has happened of um of uh, Tran de- deleting her stuff because she just got so much hate. Her character was just there for me. She existed. Cool. I, I'm not. She's no. She's she's a neither good nor bad addition to it. She's just there is somebody who has been affected by the by this war. Exactly, and I, and I know there's a lot of people out there saying, well, her her entire uh, character motivation on Canto Bite that's that's overly political, and it's like, well, I, again, like I said, I if it I, is, so what? Well, because again, because people are interpreting this a weird way. I think people are interpreting it the right way. There's because again, she makes the point of saying that everybody in Canto Bite is an arms dealer. You can only have this sort of perpetual wealth unless you're feeding uh, universal conflicts. And people are interpreting that as her saying, like, I'm gonna make a real world analogy here. It might not be the most apt, but I'm, I'm doing the best I can. Like she, she's Kelly. It'd be like imagine if Kelly Marie Tran was going around saying, "I'm sorry, not, I mean Rose, not Kelly Marie Tran." The character of Rose Tico were saying in the real world, Lockheed Martin, which is a U.S. defense supplier, it des- deserves to be destroyed because it's feeding the military war complex, and I'm sorry, military industrial complex. And I don't think that's what Ryan Johnson was trying to convey. What he's trying to convey is that. The Canto Bight people are not U.S. defense contractors. Like, go back to World War II. The, the Canto Bight people, they're playing with both sides. Yeah. And that's, and that's what Ryan Johnson's trying to say, is that Canto Bight is profiting off the good guys and the bad guys. And as long as the people are making money off a conflict, the conflict has no reason to end. And that's, again, I know Mark's probably, his ears are probably burning right now, but that's what's happening in, the, in our world right now. It's like people don't want the conflict with North Korea settled because there's infinite more amount of money in having this conflict go on forever than there is in solving it. And that's not to say what Trump is, is doing is good or bad. It's just there's more money. Think about all. Think about imagine like if all of a sudden uh, what's his name, uh, um, Asian Peter Griffin turned around and said, you know what, we're giving like, here here are all of our atomic here's all of our atomic research U.S. Here it is. You can have it. We're done. Think of all the jobs with the State Department that would be gone. Think of all the all the international groups that would just evaporate overnight. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think that's what Ryan Johnson's getting at is that a co- there's always money to be made off a of conflict. And if you get rid of the conflict, 
that's going to disappear. So people will, people who have a vested interest in this are going to fight tooth and nail to hang on to it. Rose Tico is not meant to say that if you are a military supplier for the good guys, you're a bad person. Am I wrong, Sanger? No. Am I, I mean, crazy? No, I, like I said, I mean, that's, that's there, there's a whole interesting bag of worms here that, that we could open or we could not. It just all depends with this. I mean, you can read this as a movie, you can read this as a political statement, you can read this as a lot of things. It's just all in what you want to get out of it, too, though, at times. Like, I watch this movie and I just try to enjoy it as, you know, it's something I could watch 10 years from now and not remember the political ramifications of it. That's the thing. It's sometimes political statements and stuff like this being put into movies or stuff. Sadly, as much as you want them to impact stuff, might only be relevant for a few years. Because the status quo can change. I don't... I, I, but the thing about those is that it's the layers that make films resonate more with the times. It's, again, you go back to the original Star Wars. Again, Stormtroopers. That's pulled directly from Nazi-era Germany. Yep. That's that, that again. This, that's what the and this, a lot of the weapons they had were like looked like Nazi weaponry. And plus, uh, the the one the one gun Chewie has, not his bow, the bowcaster, but the the other one that they get from the Imperials, the heavy um, machine gun. That's that is a heavy machine gun from World War Two. Um, Hans' gun, I'm pretty sure, is based off of a German gun. Doing my research when I was painting my gun, I saw a lot of those. That a lot of that shows mm -hmm. up and had to. Uh, if you want like buy three uh, D printing kits, you need to use that as your template. Um, but no, Vader's helmet. Vader's helmet. Part of that's also from the German design during World War Two. And again, even think about that though. Again, again, that's that's what the Imperials were always meant to be. They were meant to be Nazis, and just how they dressed, how they behaved, their procedure, um, everything. Yeah, and so I think that's what gives movies layers. Again, even like um, again, I, I think again, I know people bring up Return of the Jedi with Ewoks and the um, Viet Cong and the fact you have this small group defeat the Empire. Um, I think I think Star and Star Wars ebbs and flows. Because I know that people are saying that uh, that Lucas tried to incorporate the Iraq War into the prequels. Um, that's not as, nowhere near as clear cut as um, Star Wars: A New Hope is. But I think that's any sort of movie that has the more layers it has the more it will resonate in time and i think and again this goes back to the star wars fan base is that you make a film too deep they complain you make it to a film too shallow solo or rogue one nobody sees it well they complain think about rogue one they complain people think but you've heard remember that everyone tapped the fact that i don't know any of these why do i care about any of these characters names this is generic asian man generic female generic uh, guy and, and and that was the complaint with rogue one again they attacked rogue one because tarkin didn't look good enough they attacked rogue one because leia didn't look good enough and, and i think that's just what it is again and not and try to bring this back uh, away from the last jedi is just i think the fan base again it's it's the idea of the original trilogy i don't even think i think poor return of the jedi now is being uh, bastardized i think it's being it's just a new hope in empire that is that is the original testament i'm sorry the old testament mm -hmm. and any anything anything that adds on to it um conflicts with it contradicts it anything that comes near it is seen as a cancer or a virus that needs to be targeted and i i feel that's not going to change and, and this is one thing i want to ask zenger 
is that how does like if you're Lucasfilm and let's say you're you're head of PR yeah. or, uh, at Lucasfilm and you see it, the Star Wars fan base is a dumpster fire. How how do you put out this? Like how do you calm everybody? That in? is a very interesting question because it's like what do I want as a fan out of this? But yet at the same time, as what. What if I was trying to make or pitch a movie? How would I pitch it to, to the situation? Well, I'm not that even is interesting. See, I'm not even seeing it as like, like pitching a project. I'm saying, let's say you're just a you're a marketing person, mm-hmm. you're, or, 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 or a, P, a public relations person. You have no control over what movies get made. Your job is to try to spin things in a way that kind of uh, you can't. Is is that is that your final opinion on that? I'm, I'm really kind of almost down? saying you can't. Because you're going to alienate somebody. And it's sad to say it that way, but I, I kind of feel that way, is that you're going to alienate somebody no matter what you do. So in a weird way, this is just... Is it, so it could be said, or at least what I'm inferring what your opinion is, is that can Star Wars really ever... It can survive, I think that's fair to say. But yes. can Star Wars thrive in the era of social media? Oh, oh man, there's a complicated answer I can give to this. Uh, older fan bases, I think, are the older the fan base gets, like the ones that are going to slowly, you know, age out and everything, like us eventually, technically. But the ones that, I don't know, it's just, I, I truly feel that if you like the movie, I mean, if, 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 if you like Star Wars, the original trilogy, none of these movies affect it, technically. Like, Try you telling can, that to them. Well, that's then that, that's and that's the thing. It's just my rational conception of it's like just don't go go watch Return of the Jedi, go watch Empire. None of these movies affect them technically. To be honest, the thing that affected this more was the prequels, and this was I mean the prequels existed during the time of the internet to an extent. Those have kind of been hailed now as sort of okay to an extent by most fans or acceptable. Well, it's funny that in a lot of the Last Jedi hatred, you bring up the fact that like this exact same rhetoric was used during the late '90s, early 2000s, and you get the answer back: no, because the, the prequels were nowhere near as bad as is this. And it's like, folks, it's like no, the like, prequels was straight up telling you they were changing, like they straight up affected stuff in the original thing, in in the original trilogy. Well, well, I meant those like in public reaction, like like uh, public response to the films. That's no, that's why no, I was I was just saying that as like if someone wants to be angry at something, that's what you'd be angry at because, yeah, C three PO is built by Vader. What? Like that's I I don't know. It's just my my thing is I come at this with a rational mind. Of there's so many movies made, there's so many things that are are in or out of continuity, and it's kind of it's like just just make your own continuity. No one's. There is nobody telling you that you have to adhere to this stuff no matter what. Like, here's a great example. I'm pretty sure I've used this before in here. Um, Transformers movies by Michael Bay. I've seen, there's, is there five or six of them? Because I haven't seen the last two. Uh, uh, last Night was what, the fifth one? Yeah. Or The Dark Knight? I don't know. It's yeah. something involving well, night. Okay, well, those those ones I have not seen. And to be honest, I, I don't really care about them because guess what? I can go watch the first generation of Transformers TV shows. I can go watch the 1986 Transformers movie. 
And this does nothing to ruin those. Those are still as amazing as I've ever wanted them to be. But at the same time, though, is, that, is there any other media like Star Wars that's seen as if it were gospel? Like, I know people... Harry I know Potter. People, I, I don't think... But the same I mean, time, maybe was, that's because we're doing it on Zingness right now too. Is because that's all my. No, plot. I think but, I think Harry I think Harry Potter's an athlete because that's a diehard fan base. Actually, so. actually, no, I got a great one for Harry Potter. I don't give two craps about the cursed child. Well, I but, honestly, like it's supposed to be the play that's supposed to be the the sequel to all of it, and it and it's deemed canon. I don't care. To me, it doesn't. I'm like, it's not canon. That's not what my head canon acknowledges after the movies end. Everything they're doing on Pottermore, that's awesome. That's great. But I have my own envision of what it is, so I don't care. But it doesn't same, ruin my experience, though. But the same I'm not going though. out there telling people how dare... Sorry, sorry, Zach. I, I, no, I, go ahead. I go ahead. No, continue. Continue. Um, I, I'm not going out there and telling somebody, how dare you bring up this or you know use this or this, that, and the other? Because if someone brings up something to where it involves those, I'll be like, Oh, that's cool. I've never read them, and to be honest, I kind of just don't really fact them into my to my stuff, my 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 imagination of how the Harry Potter story goes, and that's it. Normally, it ends there. It's, I mean, like I said, Pottermore is great. They do amazing stuff on there. They've added so much to the universe, but it's like for me, if it's not in the books, I mean, I might read it. It's just I, I kind of take the books as this is what canon is for me is what I read and hear. Yeah, there's adaptions and additions she's done to stuff and pointed out stuff and this, that, and the other. Like the whole, oh, Ron and Hermione should have gotten, I mean, Ron and Hermione should have gotten together. It should have been Harry and Hermione. I'm like, I don't care. Because in the books, you set it up and you did it that way. Later on, if you regret that decision, sorry. It's, I, I, I mean, you can change it, but I, the, the, the initial stuff still exists and I can still read that and enjoy it and not have anything you've done later affect it. Everybody, I, I'm sorry, but kind of make your own. Imagine your own continuity. Don't don't. But I don't. I, I don't think that's the that's the answer, though. I think telling everybody devise their own headcanon, I think, will be destructive because you're gonna have again. So you no, because then own, the next Star Wars movie isn't gonna be what their headcanon is. That's what I mean, though. So like, you can't tell everybody. Okay, you can't win. You have to take Star Wars off the pedestal. It's like again, we do a Star Wars podcast. And I think, like, again, it's shocking. It would be the first one to say so, but you got to stop treating Star Wars as if it were the greatest thing that's ever hit this earth. To another podcast today, like, and they're talking about how like fan bases respond to things, and they say it, it gets very dangerous when somebody, oh god, uh, it becomes part of their identity, their allegiance to a fan base. And I've said it before all the time that like I cannot fathom my life without Star Wars. Like I genuinely can't. Star Wars is tied into who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. I live in constant fear of being blooded to death in my ships that are on my ceiling. <laughs> and and so it's just the whole idea is like I, I can't separate myself from Star Wars. Yet at the same time though, I could could Disney disenfranchise me? Um, sure. But like, I, but at the same time, though, that back when I went from high school to college, and there really was no new Star Wars. Again, yes, Clone Wars was out there, and I every even when I was in college, every Saturday I watched or whatever it was. I know it changed uh, time slots a couple times, but like I always sat and I watched it. But I I was not um, I, I I did I walked away from Star Wars fan base for a while. And I obviously I came I can remember when uh, Episode Seven was announced. And I looked around my room, my my dorm room, and I said, "Ew, there's too much Marvel stuff." 
<laughs> but I think at the same time, though, is that I think Star Wars fans have to, if Disney is going to take Star Wars off the pedestal, I think us as a fan base have to do that. I think it's called, you know what, it's, it's going to be like, um, I think part of the reason why the MCU s- excels is that nobody's worship- worshiping the ground that walks on. Like, again. I mean, hey, I feel people are saying they're waiting for it to fail or just watching for that moment. Yes, but it's worth noting that the, star- the, the MCU fan base is the most happy-go-lucky fan base there is right now. Is there any real genuine dissent in the MCU fan base? No, because I think it's kind of like what Star Wars was during the 70s and 80s, is that it's so large. Like, Star Wars was a massive pop culture phenomenon. There, I think George Lucas has said it's the largest cult movie in history, in that it's just something, it's this very niche thing that just caught on with everybody. And, and that's, again, that's why I think that the MCU is. That's what Harry Potter was, the movies anyway. And going back to Zenger's point with Harry Potter, I think Harry Potter is some, one of the, the closest things to Star Wars mm-hmm. or before Lucas sold it. I think it's different now for many reasons. First and foremost, Harry Potter, I, th- I think it was, um, I forget, one of, our ge- one of our guest hosts from the last month said it. Star Wars had, between the end of Jedi and in the uh, Phantom Menace, there was, what, 16 years worth of gelling and, and kind of settling? Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Potter never had that. Harry Potter, the movie started where most people kind of got on the bandwagon in 2001, and it really never slowed down until, what, uh, after Deathly Hallows Part 2? And then, like, I mean, it's still it's still a relevant thing that floats around and everything. Well, exactly. I know I, I've heard you talk about it with Ellie on Zengmas is that you have on um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Florida, and I think it's uh, starting soon, in, or maybe, might be. I think I think it's open in California. And that's what it is, though, is that Harry Potter never slowed down. Um, th- there might not have been new movies for five years, but, but there's Pottermore. There, there, there's an entire website dedicated to. You know, updating the continuity and, and doing all that. Well, yeah, and Star Wars really didn't have that in any sort of major way until the '90s with the Thrawn trilogy. So for about I mean, it had years, stuff floating around, but it wasn't anything significant that like no. was held as like, look at this. Well, plus, and plus, Star Wars defined that in a way because, yes. like, if, if again, without Star Wars, you don't have a a eight film series Harry Potter. You don't have a 75-film series MCU. Star Wars really was a template for franchise filmmaking. Mm-hmm. E- even if in the 70s and 80s and even in the 90s and 2000s with the prequels, no one was really aware of it. It did set a template. Think of before the prequels, the idea of doing movies set before the events of the main ones was practically unheard of. Uh, again, star, again, when I was um, in college and as a film studies minor, I remember going up to the film professors and I asked them, I said, is Star Wars really the seismic, events, uh, the seismic event in cinematic history? And they said, yes. If you look at film and the history of it, you have before Star Wars and after Star Wars. You can really break it down into that sort of dichotomy. Um, you cannot overstate the impact Star Wars has had on filmmaking, the culture, and, and pretty much everything that and merchandising, toys, it revolutionized everything it touched. And good again, once again, going back to Harry Potter, I think it's worth noting was that the difference between the Harry Potter fandom and the Star Wars pre pre Disney was that J, it's worth noting that J.K. Rowling does police the fandom. Without getting into politics here, 
is that like something happens, she's always on Twitter. Like the the comment she made about I think again, Zenger, you're the Potter fan here more than I am. The comment she made about Dumbledore being gay. Mm-hmm. She, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but she made that kind of like I think she was at some like Q and A, like a bookstore, yeah. and she made that as an offhand comment. That was and it was not designed as a thing that was hardwired into those books. It, right? Okay, I, I know. Okay, I know. I had said that you know I don't take Pottermore stuff, this, that, and the other. But once again, I pick my own headcanon. Dumbledore being being gay, being a homosexual, nothing. It. it it is a non-thing on the series, to be honest. It's something that has an interesting aspect, but it doesn't change who his character is. But it's not. But it's not like it's not like oh, at some point, uh, Dumbledore has a husband or a boyfriend who's like uh, that's. I, I know this. There's Grindelwald stuff. Yeah I, I, yeah, I know that's. But in the original seven books, there's no uh, nope. component of any of the stories where Dumbledore's lover is a a facet in Harry Potter's journey, right? Nope. And it I is. think. He's there to guide them. Exactly, and I think, and I think that's where J.K. Rowling. Now, I know she's gotten a lot of grief over. Apparently, in Fantastic Beasts Two, Fantastic Harder, there's <laughs> no really. Um, I know people are getting mad again. Like, what are they calling queer baiting, whatever the term is? Where like, there's not really any sort of major facet of of the storyline involving that. And I think that's that's what's you have. This one person who's making it up as they go along, because that's she has to. That's her job, making it up as she goes along. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars never had that one person. They had Lucas, but Lucas never pleased the fandom. Lucas deliberately let the fandom do whatever they want. Can think about it. Lucas let if an author came to Lucasfilm and said, "I want to make a book about X." The, Lucas told the licensing people, "Let them as long as you think it's it, it, it will make money, let them do whatever they want." Like that's how we got the micro series. That's how we got the. That's how we got um, the um, Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. It was just it was an open sandbox. Let them do what they want. Like Zenger said, it's essentially let everybody have their own headcanon. Yeah. And the problem with that is that if you let that go on, in today's day and age, if you let that go on too long, you have zealots. That refused to ex- again. I think that's. I think with. Um, I think you were there, Zenger. With Jonathan, we talked about uh, Star Wars nostalgia being a drug. Um, I think it's even more profound and even worse than that. I think it really is. It's it's gospel, and the gospel is exclusive to only two pieces of media, and it's the New Hope and Empire. Poor Jedi got kicked out of the club, unfortunately. And, and I think that's what's it. Yeah, too many Ewoks. And I think that's what it's coming down to now is that anything that conflicts with the first two films, it's a foreign body and it has to be attacked. And I, I don't think there's any way. It's kind of amazing that uh, a Force Awakens had the honeymoon period it did. And even mm-hmm. Rogue One, every day as Rogue One goes on, people are, more and more people are attacking that. The characters are stupid. Force Whitaker's stupid. Um, why didn't they do this with the film? Why didn't that happen? Like Everybody leaves Vader at the hallway sequence alone. But for now, for now, and, and, and sooner or later, people are going to attack that because it's going to be why was Vader there? Why didn't Vader just uh, do a, a Zenger feel like this? Why didn't he just do a, a star killer and just pull the profundity into the atmosphere and just or have them target the Death Star with like people are going to or sit why there. didn't they just blow them out of the freaking sky? It's one of those things where it's like anyone can backseat do anything, it's Vader may have known that 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 Leia was on there. 
Vader, Vader may have known that there was stuff going on and that, that he wanted to capture them in the act because maybe he was told by Palpatine at some point. He's like, hey, you need to capture this whole situation, like get them in the act so that I can go to the Senate and be like, these these vile rebels are doing this and you, Senator, have funded them. Lightning bolt. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Though is that you really like, I, again, it's 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 freaking movies. And, again, as much as we again, we're, we're we're talking on a Friday morning at midnight about this. It's like nobody is more steeped in this than we are. Yet at the same time, you have to learn when to pull back. It's like, like again, we've talked about this before. There's a new book every month. It's worth noting that they've actually. I remember Zanny and I talked about this. Like, there's like a new book coming out every month. They've really cooled it on the books. Like, mm-hmm. like the books now come out like three times a year, and that's it. But that's that's a topic for another day. And like again, you have to pull away from this stuff. It's 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 not again. What's the saying go? If you stare long enough into the abyss, the abyss stares, the abyss stares into, you. into you. Oh, I love that quote. Yeah, and that's and that's essentially what these last Jedi haters are and doing. And also, be careful when fighting monsters, lest you become one. Well, there you go. Bingo. I, I really, I think that's what it is. Though I think the Star Wars fan—it's like a Chinese finger trap. By constantly pulling in opposite directions, is not going to have you escape the trap. The only way by doing it is by pushing your fingers together. And I think that's what it is. The Star Wars fan base has to take Star Wars off the pedestal. And until that happens, we are going to be constantly, oh God, litigating the 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 sins of every project Disney puts forward. There's gonna be no escaping it. Well, I just wanted to say real oh, quick God. that um, just just as I guess a quick PSA for everyone, um, we are not saying that you're not entitled to your opinion of disliking or liking Star Wars. We were just kind of discussing this as like a. I mean, if you hate these things, if if you hate what they're doing now, that's fine. I just gave an argument in my in my logic and my opinions on the whole of. I just feel like these don't do anything to ruin what's already there. So you can still go back and enjoy that. Like I said with the Harry Potter and with this, I can go read all the Harry Potter books. There's not internet notations in there of where I need to go check online to see what was you know what they've added. It's cool to still have that, but that's the thing. When I show my kids Harry Potter, when I show my kids Star Wars, they're going to see it for what it is, like how I enjoyed it. I'm not going to have them going up right this page. Got to go online and check this. It's no, it's we're going to watch the movies. I'm not going to have them read every book. I'm going to have them form their own opinion from these. Cause that's the thing. This is something Star Wars is still something magical and something amazing that I think millions of people can enjoy and will enjoy for years to come. I just think this is a bumpy road portion of the thing for people who are, cause here's the other thing. We're diehard Star Wars fans. We are aware of all this. There's people who aren't as diehard fans that go about their lives every day and don't even know that there's this whole thing going on. How I envy those people. How we all envy those people. How I envy the people who come up to me and go, hey, can you explain this thing in Avengers to me? And I'm like, oh, man, do you got a few minutes? (laughs) How I envy my, my nerd knowledge sometimes. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I had a professor in college. Um, he used to be my uh, comics guru yeah. because I I go and talk to him, and he turn around and he goes, he goes, why do I know all this crap? Why couldn't I be a stockbroker and have the same understanding of that industry that I do this stuff? I say that all the time to people. They're like, how do you know all this? And I'm like, 
Ask me to do any of the following things. I can't. But god dang it, do I know every person who's had the Venom symbiote. In order. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at KOV Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at RogueKnight, K-N-I-T-E. And on the Cinemodities podcast, where we'll be talking about the triplets of Belleville. Folks, you can follow me at MarkFanPatriot on, on Twitter, M-A-R-K-F-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-O-T. Uh, you can, of course, find me every Monday on the Zing This podcast, where we discuss nerdy topics every week. And that's spelled Z-E-N-G, this. Alrighty, Zanger. It's been fun, but unfortunately, it's night-night time where I am. Alright, same here. The time has come. Execute Order 66. Yes, my lord.